Hello, welcome to a podcast for the Lancet Oncology, one of two accompanying our September 2018 issue. I'm Gavin Cleaver. In this podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Madeline P to discuss her new paper, which reviews consistency across patient-reported outcomes in randomized controlled trials. Dr. P, please tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Madeline Pei, and I am a specialist in quality of life at the European Organization for Research and Treatment of Cancer, or EURTC for short. So my background is actually in statistics and research methodology um, in the field of psychology. And I came to the EURTC to actually help set up and lead the CISICAL project, which is the international collaboration on setting standards for PRO analysis and cancer clinical trials. And basically at EURTC, I've also been um, involved in uh, supporting the various clinical studies and methodological projects related to patient-reported outcomes, and quality of life. Doctor, please could you briefly outline the goals of the CISICWOL Consortium and why you decided to conduct analysis of PRO data from the breast cancer randomized trials? Basically, the idea of CISICWOL started because uh, we are often faced with questions on the reliability and the validity of uh, patient-reported outcome and health-related quality of life findings in clinical trials. So basically, the problem is we collect uh, PRO data but it is often not clear what needs to be done with the data. So unlike other clinical endpoints like overall survival and progression-free survival, um, there are actually no set standards on how to analyze the PRO data. And this is actually very problematic because we may end up in a situation where we collect a similar set of data, but because we use different statistical techniques, we will end up with different results. And this should actually not be the case because uh, we should have different results because the data is different and not because the statistical method we used is different. So that's where CISICOL came in. And basically, as I said earlier, the goal of CISICOL is to set international standards for PRO analysis and cancer clinical trials. And when we set up CISICOL, basically it was very important to make sure that it is an international collaboration involving multiple stakeholders like your academics, statisticians, clinicians, psychologists, uh, representatives from regulatory bodies and HDA, and also patient representatives. So it was really critical because, you know, we were thinking that if we want to truly improve the field and move it forward, then we should actually have a buy-in from these various stakeholders and we should be able to balance their needs and address the, their needs, right? And then we decided to conduct this systematic review because uh, when the consortium first met back in 2016, there was actually a very, there was a broad consensus that, you know, we need to do something about the PRO analysis and cancer clinical trials. But then the next question was, how are we going to do this? And so this is where the systematic review from the advanced breast cancer came in because if we want to do something about it, we need to have a better understanding of what the core issues are in PRO analysis. So we needed to go back to the literature and evaluate what the current statistical practices are. And then we chose breast cancer because, well, it is a common disease affecting many women. We know that maintaining health-related quality of life is important in the care of these patients. And so we actually expected a large number of advanced breast cancer randomized controlled trials to have PROs or health-related quality of life in their assessment. So it was actually a very good place to start. So it will give us kind of a good reflection of the reality of PRO analysis in cancer clinical trials. 
So, uh, so what were some of the most pertinent findings of your study? There were many findings that I think are worth mentioning. For example, the fact that a number of articles would have PRO results, but they do not report the statistical test that they actually used. So we have, uh, we actually don't know what they are testing. Uh, and also people or researchers, we do not necessarily distinguish between statistical significance and clinical relevance. So when we see a statistically significant result, we uh, we often assume that it's uh, immediately clinically relevant, that that, but that's not the case. And it is often also not clear how generalizable some of the results are because uh, there's a lack of reporting of the amount and the kind of missing data there is uh, for the PRO data. Uh, but what we actually found most striking is that the clear PRO research objectives and hypotheses are lacking in majority of these articles. And we found this very disturbing because the design of your PRO study, your, your analysis methods, your conclusions all rely on your objective. So if this is not clear, then it starts to make you wonder, well, when you see a finding, uh, then what are we exactly testing? And also, if there is a PRO hypothesis, so it's, there will be times that people will report a PRO hypothesis, uh, this is often vague or unclear. So for example, when you have, a, uh, for example, a common PRO hypothesis is like, we want to test whether treatment A will differ from treatment B on a specific PRO domain, like, I don't know, physical functioning or general health related quality of life. And if you give this kind of objective to three different statisticians, they can probably come up with like different statistical methods to test that objective. And that shouldn't be the case because the objective should be clear enough so that your statistician can provide you with an appropriate method to test it. So what we want people to realize as well is that your statistical tests are just tools that we use to respond to a specific PRO objective, and they cannot and should not replace a well-informed and well-thought-of PRO objective and hypothesis. Would you say that these findings are generalizable to all cancer types, or were some of them distinct to advanced breast cancer? And if you think there are differences, what would they be? We would certainly hope so. These findings uh, also echo some of the results from two previous systematic reviews on uh, PRO analysis for non-small cell and small cell lung cancer, uh, but those reviews were based on a smaller number of trials. And there are also other systematic reviews uh, currently in the literature looking at the quality of PRO reporting or the reporting of missing data, and they all offered um, a similar conclusion that, you know, the standards of PRO reporting should be improved. But these other systematic reviews did not really focus on PRO analysis. So we do feel like as a part of future work, uh, we would encourage researchers to conduct um, a similar systematic review on PRO analysis, but looking at other disease sites, th so that we could have a more comprehensive picture on what is currently happening with the PRO analysis in clinical trials. In terms of uh, looking to the future, how do you hope your findings will impact the PRO data analysis for cancer, and how can clinical trials improve the PRO part of their study? So, um, well, our hope is that, I don't know, 10 years from now, when people read or hear about PRO findings in clinical trials, um, our standards in analyzing PRO data would have improved so much to the point that the validity of the PRO findings will not be questioned anymore. So people will not come to us and say, why do we have to assess PROs and what does it, what does it tell us? 
And um, we already recognize that PRO data are important in clinical trials, so it is just really a logical and a good next step to make full use of these data and to make sure that the findings we get from PROs are robust, reproducible, and comparable across trials. Well, Dr. Madeline Pei, thank you very much for your time today. All right. Thank you so much.